The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. And as you can see, I'm sitting here by myself, but if you're watching us by hitting the Talk 4 TV button at the top of the W4CY website, you'll also see Eileen Shapiro. Hello, Eileen. Hey. And Eileen is filling in for Ron today, you guys, a very dear friend of ours, um, Tony Boris, that's the the husband of Garrick Lee from Garrick Lee Style TV, uh, was in a terrible auto accident last night. He's in intensive care in a coma, and Ron is at the hospital, Um, so we're hoping everyone will send good vibes, prayers if you pray, whatever it is that you do, please send positive vibes for uh, Tony to be okay, and Ron will be back with us next week, and in the meantime, we want to welcome Eileen for joining us. Hi, everyone. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, hey, and we got a we've got a chat room with people in it. Let's say hi to some of the people. We have Teresa Saban, who just said that the hurricane passed her. She's in South Florida. We're happy to hear that. Twism hey, is in Twism is in the chat room. Twism White Piece is in the chat room, and uh, it's going by. Oh, back Backpack John just showed up in the chat room. What's up, Backpack John? Um, hey, John. And uh, and we forgot. Oh my gosh, Ron would be like yelling at me, and I forgot because we have to announce. Our fabulous engineer in the W4CY studios, Danielle. Hello, Danielle. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, my God. That sounds so good. You're getting so good at oh, that. thank and you. And in Philadelphia, we've got the fabulously talented Scotty J. What's up, Scotty J? Hey, what's going on, Jimmy? Eileen, you are one of the most colorful people I have ever met. Love thank it. Thank you, Scotty. Yes, thank yes. You. We were just talking about Scotty's cute little dimples. Which yes. you guys can't see. No. <laughs> but they're so cute. Oh, well, I tell thank you. you. If you want to see feature. his dimples, you guys, tune in to W4CY on Tuesday nights at what time? 9. 9, 9 p.m. Eastern, yeah. 9 p.m. Eastern time for Hot Rock TV, hosted by Scotty J, and he interviews all the great rock stars, and so you guys want to tune into that and follow him on Twitter. He is at Rock Titan TV. There you go, at Rock Titan <laughs> TV. He don't Great. even know. He's like, shit, what is it? Yeah, well, yeah, actually, I suck at tweeting. I am god-awful at tweeting. I have no idea what I'm doing. And, like, oh, it's the same thing that. with Instagram. I, I do everything. Basically, YouTube and Facebook are my domains, and that's the extent of it. And then, of course, I have the RockTitan.tv website. But that's it. I am terrible at social media. But you know what Ellen Generous calls tweeting, right? She calls it twitting. Twatting. She's like, she's like, she's like, 
She got that from Ron because Ron's been saying that for 20, 10 years. He always <laughs> says that. Like everybody's always taking all Ron's little weird things that he like brings up for from a long time ago. I know. When what I are said, you gonna do? When I said lady boner, he was like, "Oh my god, I love that. I'm gonna yeah, start that using." Yeah, that was a good one. And I loved it too. Oh my but, god, that's the best. But that was yours, so he didn't coin that one. Lady Boner is yours, so he, he doesn't take claim for that one. Um, but it's all it's all okay, and it's all fun, and what are you going to do? Yeah. We just want to have – all we want to do all the time is just have a good time, make everything uh, be fun. Lots of more people are joining us in the chat room. So what's up, everybody, in the chat room? we got a great show for you guys today. Um, actually, we have Steve Hackett coming on who uh, is part of Genesis, and we actually got the interview because Eileen interviewed him, and Scotty J has also interviewed him on, on Rock Titan TV. So, yeah. so like, you guys have already interviewed him before, so I'm going to be the newbie <laughs> in the conversation. Oh, my God. You're going to love him. He's, he's, he's awesome. So yeah, awesome. Totally. Yeah. I mean, he goes back to the Genesis Peter Gabriel days. Like, Phil yeah, Collins wasn't even the front man, so, yeah. Peter totally. Gabriel, Tony Banks, yeah, like, and I met Mike Rutherford before because he's—that's Mike from Mike and the Mechanics, right? Right on, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I met him I, once before. Hey, Jimmy, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I'm showing oh, I, my. I know everything about music. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I'm showing my well, millennial today that I have no idea what you guys were talking about until you said <laughs> Phil, until you said Phil Collins. I was like, what is even going on in this show right now? And usually, I'm an old soul, so I know all the old bands, like. You know, Sonny and Cher and all that. Like, I usually know all the older bands. I you love don't, the You don't know Genesis? What about Phil Collins? I do know that. I, mu I do know who he is. I might know who you're talking about, and I just don't know the band. I just know the song. Oh, oh my God. God. Genesis is so awesome. you got to go back and listen to him. Shame on you. I, you got to listen to Turn It On Live. Turn It Turn it On Live is like my favorite. You have to listen to Turn It On Live. It's I, like the greatest. I will listen to it on the way home today. I feel so ashamed that I didn't know these uh, the band's names. And I'm just like, yikes. My millennial is showing, and I'm ashamed. Twism says that's his mama's band. <laughs> Uh, they were like the birth of prog rock. I mean, really, prog rock really didn't exist until they came into the fray. They were way ahead of their time. I think Twiz and White Piece and I are about the same age because I feel like, A, due to his name, it sounds very millennial. I'm not even going to lie. And that he said that was his mama's band. So I feel like Twism and I are about in the same realm of age. I'm it could be, except for he's got a bunch of kids. And he said, I know that dude, I can feel it in the air, which that's a big, in the air tonight is like one of the big songs by Phil Collins, um, which is really good. And somebody just brought Eileen something. Starbucks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Spiked with Jameson. Can I just tell you, trying to find coffee yesterday in South Florida was ridiculous. So I had to find the only gas station in Wellington that was open and had gas station donuts and like the glass Starbucks coffee. And that just made me mad throughout the day. So I left early and my because the winds were picking up and my sister was like, yo, on your way home, see if there's anything open. So we found the only Dunkin' Donuts open and like a hundred mile radius like it was a zone if you ever watched the walking dead that's what wellington looked like it was just a ghost town everywhere it was i crazy. love the walking dead Beautiful. i love wellington that's such a pretty town it was a ghost town like nobody was out on the road it was craziness i mean like people here you would think they never had a hurricane in their entire lives 
it and was. You guys are so used to it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, bro. And there was a guy going around Palm Beach County with a a, a megaphone saying, "You idiots!" I, well, I'm gonna like say something. It wasn't. Ha- it was what he said, but not what he said. He's like, "You idiots! We have an entire season dedicated to hurricanes. Why are we freaking out? Prepare all year, you effing morons." <laughs> I mean, the guy's right. Like, it was, he, he's absolutely right. And then you have people that are filling up 10-gallon tanks and then their diesel trucks. Like, seriously, people, you don't need all that gas. You know what? But everyone made a big deal out of that because of the bombs. Yeah. I mean, everyone really, like, totally blew it up. Oh, I I agree. But you got to realize, like, Bahamas, yes, we are almost an island, but the Bahamas houses are not built like we are built. Like they're you know, built out of like fucking straw and shit. Yeah, like uh, and I. And mud. They're like mud houses and straw houses and stuff. There, it's different. Yeah, we got like my mom was just like, we need this, we need that. I was like, yeah, we just need beer. So there's like a hundred cases of beer in my garage, and my mom and my mom was like, we have all of this beer for nothing. I said, for what? I said, not for nothing, mom. We can have a bonfire and drink beer. So where's it going to go now? Is it going to hit South Carolina? Or it's does gonna anybody hit, know? It's going to hit all of the Carolinas. It's actually going to go all the way, hit the Carolinas, and go all the way up to Canada. Yeah, we're gonna get it too. Yeah, it's gonna hit ads of uh, it's gonna hit ads of one from like uh, it's gonna hit Georgia and the Carolinas at a two, and then uh, after the North Carolina, it's going to go all the way up towards. It, it's gonna hit um, the outer side of Canada, and then it's gonna go to I don't know where. Yeah, it's going. Yeah, but if it's only a one or a two, that's no big deal. That's like seventy-five mile an hour winds or something. Yeah, but you're talking about the Carolinas and New York. They're not. They're not expecting all of this. Like, look what it did to Jersey, and that hurricane was not that big of a deal, and it totally like what what we believe is not a big deal because we're native Floridians, Jimmy. But to everybody else, they're not built for any kind of hurricane. I live in Palm Springs, and I live in the wind zone, and that two times of the year, there's like six weeks in a row where the wind is so bad that it's like 60-mile-an-hour winds at night, just like every night, just like as part of the like living here. <laughs> and so for me, like a, a number one wouldn't be that bad unless it's like picking up things and throwing it around. But we don't want anybody to get injured, though, so we hope the hurricane dissipates, goes out to the ocean, goes someplace else. We don't want anybody's lives to be disrupted, so hopefully it doesn't. And Twism, when you guys were talking about Dunkin' Donuts, he said they have – Krispy Kreme there, and Krispy Kreme oh. to me is way better than Dunkin' Donuts. Yes, but their the coffee's the coffee sucks. I don't drink coffee, so it doesn't oh know. It's the worst, totally. Yeah, it's like it's Krispy Kreme, Dunkin', and but Starbucks is the best. Like I've been on a Starbucks kick, and I'm just like, oh, you taste so good. Oh, we want to give a shout, shout out too. Bruce Glasgow is in the chat room. What's up, Bruce? Two weeks in a row. It's nice to see you. Everybody say hi, Bruce. Hi, <laughs> Bruce. There you go. You gotta like love it. Um, Where's B? Uh, oh, I don't know. She's not there. She you know, she started a new job. I don't know if she's there. I don't see her no. there. And her son was. And her son did something today. I'm not sure she put it on Facebook, but but I really wasn't paying attention. I feel like I've been just behind. It's been a behind week. But you guys, if you guys like good horror movies, Ron and I went and saw Ready or Not last night, and it is an awesome, awesome movie. Um, it's very, very good. It's a black comedy. It's funny. It's gory. It's violent. It's got some of everything, something for everybody. The acting is tremendous. And, and I read that they only made it for $6 million, which is really not a lot of money. Um, so I think that everybody needs to, 
to go see it. Even if you don't like horror movies, you need to go see it because the plot and everything is really, really good. I don't want to wreck what happens in it because if I tell you what happens, it'll ruin it. But you definitely want to go see it. Also, if you guys are following Caroline Williams at Willie Caroline uh, on Twitter, she's in a contest to be on the cover of Maxim Magazine. So click and vote for her. Just oh, click on the link on her Twitter and vote for her. Uh, Twism saying let's help her win. So that would be very cool. And... Oh, somebody wrote spoiler alert, Twism. Oh, I'm not giving any spoiler alerts, anybody. So don't worry about it. But you definitely want to like go see it. And and uh, Danielle told us on the break before when we were calling in that she watched a movie yesterday that's very funny that you have to rent. What's it called? Uh, Booksmart. Booksmart. So everybody go check out Booksmart. Who's in it? Um, I, f- I really forgot to be quite honest with you. That's the one thing cool about Ready or Not. It doesn't have anybody who's like a household name that you look at. Him. I mean, you recognize faces, but it's not like, oh, my God, you know, like like having some super A-list person. They made it with a bunch of big TV stars and, and people who are like well-known, but not like household name well-known. And, and the film was freaking awesome. So everybody needs to see it. Twism says, Eileen's always so quiet. Laugh out loud. She's not quiet. <laughs> I am never quiet. I just I'm, don't do I don't I, do boob jokes and stuff. That's Ron's thing. No, no, you know what it is? You know, this is the, like one week that Jimmy gets to talk. So I'm letting him for now. <laughs> Isn't that correct? Jimmy's never talked so much in the beginning of a show as he did today. <laughs> and Jane Doe has just joined us who I'm pretty sure that's Angela. Because Jane hey, Doe is hey. Jane Doe is the character from Clown Motel that's sold out in Walmart all over the world. And if you guys haven't seen it, you want to like see it. It's a fun film. And uh, so welcome, Jane Doe, to the uh, show. And how about um, Scotty J? Is our guest look like they're online or no? No. Uh-oh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm checking. I'm checking. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Hopefully they're going to be. We have two more minutes till I told him he would be online. And the song we're going to play is six minutes, so he has six minutes to get on. It's all good. It's all good. Not good. Is he there? Uh, I'm actually asking them, are you there? Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> you got to like love it. So you guys, what we're going to do, uh, I don't, and I don't know if he's going to be online or not, but we're going to like work on this and see. Um, we're going to call uh, Steve Hackett, you guys. He's the He was the lead guitarist for Genesis for a, quite a long time. Bas- basically, when Genesis was its classic lineup, with um, uh, Peter Gabriel, Tony Banks, Steve Hackett, Phil Collins, and Mike Rutherford. What is that? Oh, that the is, kids. Hi, kids. They are online, just letting you know. They're there. They're online. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to play a song. This is a Steve Hackett song. The name of the song is Beasts in Our Time. And uh, I enjoy you guys play it. And then let's play it play like a minute or so, like two minutes, and then call them because it's such a long song. How's that? So we're doing Beasts in, in Our Time? Beasts in our time. You guys both have it? Yes. I just wanted to double check and clarify. How about you, Scotty J? Yeah, I got it, man. All right. On enjoy, everybody. This is Steve Hackett. Beasts in our time. Enjoy.
Did you hear that? Are we back? Yeah. Listen to all that noise. My <laughs> we God. are back. We are live, everybody. I love it, everybody. So, everybody, what you just heard was Beast in Our Time by super rock star Steve Hackett, who's with us now, and we're working on the video stream. You guys will see us in a second, but let's say hi to him anyway. Steve, say hello, and let's make sure we can hear yeah. you. Hi there. How are you doing? Can you hear me? How's that? There you go. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. You're back. Right. <laughs> and we also want to welcome B. Claudia's in the chat room. B, hello, hello. I know you just got here. B's in Germany. Right now, Steve, we have the UK, Germany, Australia, Canada, the United States. My God. Est- Estonia, all kinds of people turn- tuned oh, in. Wow. So just say hi to everybody in the chat room. Oh, uh, hi, everybody. Hi to the whole <laughs> world. How are you <laughs> You gotta like love it, and yeah. once we're once the video is like up and running for sure. Do I need to refresh no, that? No, the, no, the video is up and running. We're good. We're good to go. Okay. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome. I gotta do that over. I had to take a breath. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented Steve Hackett. Hello and welcome to the show. How are you doing? Very nice to be with you all. Thank you so much. Let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with our rock star journalist who's filling in for Ron Russell, Eileen Shapiro. Say hi, Eileen. Hey, Steve. How are you? Very good, Eileen. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm I really love good. your hair. It looks great, doesn't it? Wonderful. Thank Look you. at all those colors. Thank you. You may be the only person that thinks that, but that's okay. <laughs> Is that right? No, everybody loves Eileen's hair. Yeah, it's great. Sometimes. It's wonderful. They're not used to seeing women over 40 with purple and pink and blue hair. That's all. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. That's true. Then we want to introduce you to our W4CY engineer, uh, Danielle. Danielle, say hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Wow. Voice is coming from everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't see. Uh, you can only see us, no. but everybody else, uh, everybody else is there. Then we've also got the um, uh, man doing our videography in Philadelphia, Scotty J. All right, Mr. Steve Hackett. It is wonderful to see you again. Right, fantastic. Okay, there you guys go. Now we're here too. I can't, I can't see everybody, but hey, you know. It's you can only see Eileen and I, so you're only going to see the two of us. Right. Scotty J is hiding his dimples, and right. Danielle doesn't. Danielle doesn't like to be seen because many of the times she's like flirting and goo goo and gogging over all the no. like hot men that we have. So she's no, not. She doesn't like to be seen. Nails. What'd you say? It's because she broke three nails. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, she recently broke three nails. All right, everybody. So this is Steve Hackett. Anybody who doesn't know him is living under a rock. He was the lead guitarist with Genesis as part of the classic lineup with Peter Gabriel, Tony Banks, Steve Hackett, which is you, Phil Collins, Mike Rutherford, who I actually met one time when he was with Mike and the Me- when it was Mike and the Mechanics. Okay. And uh, I saw I've seen Genesis in live uh, in concert many times, Phil Collins in concert many times. You're a superstar, so we want to welcome you to the show and congratulate you on all your new solo success and all the great things you got going on. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for the nice plug. That's great. Yeah, uh, no, I know I'm, I make a noise for a living. That's what I do. I, I make I make no other claim. But that's what I do, and I'm still enjoying it. But you make a good noise. Yeah, I, I sometimes make a good noise. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it's a loud noise, but um, sometimes it's a really good noise, yeah. I'm excited that you're touring now, and everyone's going to get to see you. That's right, yeah. We were doing Europe. We, we did 18 countries in seven weeks. 
And um, the, oh god, it's, it's been so busy. Then we went back for more. We did lots more. So it's 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 a really busy year of touring. And maybe there's 150 shows plus this year. I've lost count. Let's tell everybody what the actual tour is. Tell tell them actually tell them the name of the tour and tell sure. us a little bit about it. Well, I'm doing the whole of Selling England by the Pound, the Genesis album from 1973, the one that that uh, at the time John Lennon said that Genesis was a band that he was listening to. Now, so I, I do sometimes Genesis revisited shows. And so one half of the show is that. Uh, the other half is, um, is solo stuff, like the stuff you were playing earlier. And I also celebrate 40 years. It's the 40th anniversary of Spectral Mornings from 1979. So we do all of that. We do, we do stuff from, you know, basically Sunny England in its entirety, plus an extra track, which Peter Gabriel wanted to be on the album way back then. And uh, I finished it off several years later with his blessing and recorded it with Paul Carrick, because you mentioned Mike and the Mechanics. You yes. Know, Mike Rutherford's thing. And of course, you know, uh, Paul Carrick sang with them and was the outstanding uh, iconic singer with that band. And we, in fact, he was going to be the singer of, of GTR. Um, I wanted him to be the singer of GTR, but uh, that, that wasn't to be um, the, the band that I had with Steve Howe. But maybe that's more information than you need all in one go. So, Actually, the GTR had a big single in America. That's right. When the heart rules the mind and... Uh, so uh, that was a very, uh, that was a kind of mid '80s thing that I had with um, with Steve Hell. But meanwhile, I you know I celebrate the, the Genesis music and and uh, and the solo stuff and, and and the stuff that you were playing, Beasts in Our Time, from At the Age of Light, which charted in twelve countries recently. So um, it, it's nice to be able to have those choices about so many different things I can do from different eras. So you're coming to the USA and Canada. You haven't come here yeah. yet, right? When are you coming? I haven't come here yet. My God, I've been coming every year. So. <laughs> but I no, I'm getting on a plane Saturday. I go to New York to do um, to do uh, a, a ton of interviews, and then I, I join the band, and uh, they they have an easy time compared with me. I have to, you know, I got to go out there and sell it to everybody. So uh, I'll be dashing around New York with all those cabs and. Uh, Excuse me, my man. I've hailed a cab, and they just drive straight past. And uh, you know, I have that problem. I don't care too. who you are, buddy. You know, I have that same <laughs> problem in New York, week. though. I can never get, get the cabs there. to stop for me either. They stop for Eileen because because she's yeah. Eileen, but they don't <laughs> ever stop for me either. <laughs> no, you get an Uber. That's so much easier. Go download it right away. It's so much easier. They're there in three seconds. You know who's coming, and they're like, "Oh, of- you're probably right. Maybe that's the way to go." Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. else, a lot of exercise. You know. Or lift. Yeah. Actually, either one. Mm-hmm. Actually, we have a, a lady that we work with who's a super fan of the show, and especially all the musical guests. Her name is B. Claudia, and she's in Germany, and she's writing in the chat room that you're doing a show in Germany in April. With an uh, orchestra, and it says it's right. all sold out. She can't even get tickets. And uh, so, Wuppertal. There are two shows in Wuppertal, and that's that's with orchestra, with band and orchestra. And we have an album uh, from that as well, the live at the Royal Festival Hall, which is just coming out October the twenty fifth. So there's an album, there's a DVD. Actually, the DVD is going to be released in in Europe, but uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, the Blu-ray gets released everywhere. 
Yeah, she said Wuppertal. Yes, she wrote that down too. Yeah. Okay, so say yeah. say hi to B and then say sorry you can't get a ticket to the show and then laugh. Be mean to be. I wouldn't laugh at anyone that couldn't get a get a ticket there. I'm, uh, you know, I, I it was a, that. it was a joke. She loves she loves yeah. you. So if you say hello to her, she'll be like happy as could be. Now, what's her name again? I'm sorry. Her name's B Claudia. B Claudia. Hi, B Claudia. How you doing? This is Steve. Sorry to hear you can't get a a uh, a ticket to either of those shows, but you know there'll be more. Be going StubHub. Do they have StubHub in Germany? What is that? What is that? Sorry. That's where you. All right. StubHub is where you get a ticket when you can't get a ticket anywhere else, but you pay like five times the amount. So oh, I see. Like, yeah, we call them scalpers back in in, in England. Yeah, we call them. Yeah, it's like the same thing. Yeah, that's like it's that. Legal, like you don't get arrested for it or anything. But if you want like a VIP <laughs> ticket or whatever, StubHub's the place because what happens is when tickets go on sale, like the second they go on sale, they already have like hundreds of them. Oh, so, right. Okay. Yeah. Is that something that you have in the states? But is is that a word that's common to Europe as well? Well, I know that they have it in England because I buy Adam Ant tickets and StubHub all the time. So, right. yes. Eileen is, is a huge Eileen is a huge Adam Ant fan. Have you ever met Adam Ant? No, I've been in a restaurant with him though, and, and I remember people saying that's Adam Ant, but you know he wasn't wearing any makeup and he and he looked uh, just like just like any other. Well, this is a long time ago. Like the young guy back then. That was way back in the seventies when he was having that. Fight. Wow, Eileen actually, yes. she actually travels like all over to see Adam Ant. Like she's been to the UK like four times. Do you go into Christmas again? Four. I've been there like seven times, and no, but I am going in November. I, I'm telling you that now, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> But before that, I'm going to Ridgefield Playhouse to see Steve. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're going to Ridgefield. Okay, great. That sounds good. That sounds fun. Uh That's good. a great venue. That's a great venue. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of the Ridgefield guests come on the show. It's just, you're going to like that a lot. It's fun. Good. Yeah, we've yeah, done Ridgefield. Ridgefield it's, a, it's a nice venue. <laughs> Say it again. Oh, Adam Ant did a Ridgefield last year. It was great. Yeah. It's a great little venue. It's a nice venue. Yeah. Yeah. Now, have you played? Have you played it before, Steve? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice. It's a nice it's venue. Cute. It's big. It's fun. Yeah. Okay, so let's let, let's ask questions that people like want to know. First of all, you must be married because there was a beautiful. I think that was probably your daughter that was helping you set everything up. I'm going to guess that was your daughter. <laughs> Either that, or you're a total like stud and you have a very young girlfriend. Um, <laughs> which could be. You never know. Um, hey, look, he's a stud. Oh, yeah. I believe that. That, that was my. That's my daughter. No, actually, that that's that that's my wife. Yeah, that's my okay. Daughter. Yeah. There you go. You got to like love it. And uh, okay, so like you've already played with some of the biggest people on the planet. Do you have like a uh, a bucket list? Like, oh my gosh, like if I was going to go jam with a bunch of people, this is who I would love to like go play a show with. Yeah, I can't think of, of, of people I haven't played with. You know, uh, I, I do like Bruce Springsteen. It would be nice, you know, at some point to do something there. But, um, and uh, I, I like Joe Bonamassa very much. And uh, I've met him a couple of times. And I know he does at least one of the things that I was involved with, a version of Los Endos that he plays. So very, very clever, you, you know, uh, both, both great in, in their own way, in different ways. 
Oh, no, very different ways. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you listen to all kinds of music? Uh, I listen to all kinds of music, yeah, uh, 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 all the time, and, and a lot of world music, too. So I might know stuff from different uh, territories that uh, you know might not be mainstream, but I know incredible players from all over the world, yeah, and I, and I get to work with them. So that's, that's a big deal for me, yeah. Do you have a favorite, somebody that influenced your playing or your music? Like when you were growing up or now or any time? Well, you know, I listened to a lot of things. I listened to all the blues players that were coming up in, in the 1960s. Many of them were, were English, but had a great understanding of blues. And I loved Paul Butterfield. Um, but, you know, I, I mentioned Paul Butterfield to all the English guys, and they say they don't know who that is, but incredible harmonica player working with uh, uh, Mike Bloomfield, who was working with Bob Dylan at the time. And that was fabulous, but I think it's only Elvin Bishop from that band who's still going from all the lead players there. I don't. I have to. Say, I actually know the name Paul Butterfield, but I didn't know who he. Was. I don't actually know who he is. I think that's just because we have a lot. We have a lot of really great musicians come on this show who are like yep. over forty-five or fifty, and, and they all have cool influences like that of people that we don't really like know. Eileen, sure. tell your grandchildren to be quiet. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> this was a very impromptu thing. So. Yes, this was a very impromptu that we brought her back in the, the last second. Right. Um, um, so I'm going to like mention one thing again, though. So, so the tour is selling England by the pound, you guys. And uh, one thing you didn't mention is lots of people consider that to be Genesis' finest album. And yeah. you said John Lennon liked it, but it was a favorite of John Lennon. So that's different. It makes it even bigger uh, than that. And you guys should follow Steve in his social media. He's at Hackett Official, H-A-C-K-E-T-T -T, Official on Twitter. And his website is HackettSongs.com. All right, Eileen, you're up. Ask something. All right. I want to know, like, when, when John Lennon said that to you, like, did you meet him? How did you find out that he thought I, that? No, no. Uh, we, we were in New York and we were just leaving New York. This is 1973 and we couldn't get a gig anywhere in the Midwest at all. We'd, we'd done something in New York and we were sticking uh, around to do press, but then we headed off to L.A. That was the only place we could oh, get a gig. Okay. The Roxy in L.A. We were doing three nights which were all sold out, but anywhere else we just couldn't get a gig anywhere. I mean, these days you'd be able to... Um, uh, Twitter that information, but you couldn't do that at the time. You know, you had to pay your dues uh, back in the day. But I'm going back to some of the same venues, like like the uh, the Beacon Theatre. I'll be playing that in New York, which I'm looking. Oh, wait a minute! Yeah. When are you playing the Beacon? Yeah. I'll go to uh, that one. <laughs> it's 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 right next to Ridgefield because I got yeah. feeling, I got a feeling that Ridgefield is 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 sold out, but it's it's either the day before or the day after. So, well, you know. All about Richfield as I used to do and I still do sometimes PR for them. Yeah. I'll interview artists that they have. You were just an yeah. accident. But normally, yeah. normally they'll ask me, can you interview this one or that one? So I can yeah. usually get in. But I love the Beacon. Do you have a date for the Beacon? Because I'm yeah. in New York now and I'm going to make it. I'm trying to remember what the date is. I wish I was looking at the date sheet. Hang on a sec. I'm going to I'm gonna look here. Ba, 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 ba. No, I'm seeing. Oh, my God. I'm trying to find it here. This is professional, isn't it? Let me find out. Ridgefield, New York City. Oh, no, it's called Live TV. Twenty-fifth of September. There we go. The twenty-fifth. Right, right, right next to to the Ridgefield gig. There we go. Oh my God! You know, Adam Ant's playing the Beacon the nineteenth. So you know. Right. Yeah, well, <laughs> you could be spending some time in New York then. Okay. <laughs> 
Eileen actually lives in New York, so she's there all the time. Yeah. All right. Well. And Billy that. Hess has joined oh. us in the chat room. So hey, say Billy. hi to Billy. <laughs> You gotta like love it. I love every bit of it. I also, uh, I also, so like I was going, I went through your bio and I googled you to find out all different kinds of things. Yeah. Um, it it also said that uh, uh, Brian May credited you as an early influence, which that's like a well. First of all, I don't know how it could be an early influence because because you're probably both about the same age or whatever. But just the fact that Brian May considers you an influence is is pretty mm -hmm. awesome because Queen is so huge. Yeah, he and I worked together on a couple of projects at one time, but he told me he was influenced by my stuff. And um, uh, he, one track in particular, Genesis track called The Musical Box, that ends up with a three-part harmony guitar solo. I thought he was the guy who invented three-part harmony guitar solos, but he says it's it's uh, that I'm I'm an influence on it. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. And um, I would take it. Yeah, you know, it's 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 nice to have that, and it's nice to have guys like Lennon uh, liking the early stuff. So yeah. so so uh, Bowie liked Spectral Mornings. That's another thing that David Bowie liked. That apparently, and so I'm so That's a told, big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. Yeah. Wow. So I'm I'm very I'm very happy with 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 that. Yeah. Because they were all incredible performers. Everyone you've mentioned, uh, incredible performers. Tell everyone how long your show is. The show is about three hours long. It's very long. We have, but we have a break in the middle. We do the solo stuff first, and then we do the Genesis stuff. But it is, uh, if I say so myself, I think it's the best show I've ever done. It's a great band as well. Really Don't incredible. Get tired? Oh my god. So knowing that knowing that you were coming on the show, like I've been actually streaming Genesis all week, uh, working yep. in my office on Spotify, and I've been uh, streaming you because you have I don't know what the names of the albums, but it's like Genesis Revisited or something yep. that are your your albums. Um, yep. And before you came on on the show, I was telling everybody that my favorite uh, Genesis songs because I know like I really know like all the mainstream ones is turning on again live like the live version. It's so freaking like awesome because I saw you guys well, I saw the Genesis in concert at that time. Um, so if you being being like a, a member of Genesis in the classic lineup for people who younger people who haven't listened to Genesis, like give mm -hmm. us like three yep. songs that you would recommend like to, to really get to know Genesis that you would recommend for people to go out and actually listen to. Okay, well, I think uh, from Selling England by the Pound, for instance, the opening track Dancing with the Moonlit Night is is a favorite of mine, especially if you like guitar pyrotechnics. Uh, and then there's uh, Firth of Fifth is probably the most famous uh, Genesis song that I've been involved with, with a three minute solo in the middle. But there's there's a whole ton of things, you know, that, that, that people might like. They might like Supper's Ready, which is nearly half an hour long uh, from Foxtrot. From the albums. Um, there's a whole bunch of them. I was with them for uh, the album Nursery Crime, Foxtrot, Selling England by the Pound, Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, Trick of the Tail, Wind and Wuthering, Seconds Out, all live albums, lots of compilations. Yeah, I think I took it off of Wikipedia. I think it said six studio albums, three live albums, seven singles, and one EP. Something like that sounds about right. <laughs> more, and a whole ton of bootlegs that. Uh, People are out there selling still, of course. Oh, well, that's no good because you don't get paid for those. So we want you at least to make money on everything everybody's like playing. <laughs> ah, 
Not everyone yeah. is concerned that I make money, but thank you very much for the concern. I know. I think all indie, uh, all artists, we have a lot of cool indie people, and we have had a lot of people who um, maybe used to be on like a major label, like in the '80s or the '90s, and then they're a solo artist now, and they're indie, you know, and 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 they're not used to the way the things are now. And so, like, I think that everybody should like whatever they're doing to get their music should pay for it. Um, whether they have a Spotify subscription, whatever they're doing to get it, everybody needs to do it because artists need to get paid so we can continue to have great music to listen to. Yeah, you know, albums albums cost money to make. That's 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 for sure. You uh, all singing, all dancing, engineering, doing it all yourself. Uh, but uh, yeah, I like I like to work with people. Usually, I work with people from all over the world. I had twenty people or so on the last studio album, and. Uh, and, and its predecessor, and also uh, the the new album that's coming out is is with orchestra from from the uh, Royal Festival Hall with band and orchestra. It contains quite a lot of those Genesis students, and so it's a mixture of solo stuff and all that. But that was a very proud moment. I worked with this orchestra called the Heart of England Philharmonic Orchestra, and it's a really good gig. But it, it isn't going to be out. I was hoping it was going to be out for the American tour, but actually. It'll be out 25th of October. That's the official release date now. Okay. You have it on YouTube or something, and it's, like, fabulous. It's, like, really cool. Has someone stuck it on YouTube already? The whole, yeah. the whole, the whole <laughs> yes. thing? No, oh, no. One, one song. One song. Oh, well, one, one song. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds good. One song to advertise it. Oh, my God, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, hey. So here's what I want to do. We're going to play one other song, and I'm going to have you introduce it. I want to make sure my engineers have it ready. You guys have Hungry Years? Scotty, Jay, and Danielle. I most certainly do. And Danielle? What happened to Danielle? I'm good She's to there. go. You guys got to remember <laughs> this mic. Uh, okay, well, tell her, tell, tell her on Enjoy. And so what you're going to do, Steve, is you're going to introduce the song Hungry Years, and at the end you're going to say Enjoy, and that's how they're going to know how to hit the button to hit play. Oh really? That's how it works. Okay. Yeah, that's right. how it works. You you go for it. So I'm supposed to say this is hungry years. Yeah, and you hit the button to play. Is that it? Now well, you have to say enjoy, and then they're going to hit the button. Enjoy. Oh, okay, enjoy. <laughs> say I'm Steve Hackett. It's like being a waiter. Okay. Yes. I'm Steve Hackett, <laughs> and you're going to hear hungry years and enjoy it. There you go.
All right, we're back. We're live. Hey, everybody. That was Hungry Years by Steve Hackett. And we were all talking behind the scenes, and you guys couldn't hear us. And Scotty J asked a question, and then Danielle plugged the music back in. And so Steve didn't get to answer him, so we're going to do it live on the air. So go for it, Scotty J. You know, I was just curious, Steve, if uh, you know Genesis Revisited is still the big tour that you're doing right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing uh, – it's Genesis Revisited. Uh, the second half of the show is that. So we're like two bands in one. We do the solo stuff first of all, and then – you know, we do this three-hour show, and the second half, uh, we do the whole of Selling England by the Pound, including uh, an extra track that should have gone on the album way back in the day. Um, and um, we we do that, and um, that's been going down very well with fans. It's like a deleted scene, a bit like, you know, having a sort of director's cut deleted scene to include that and uh, and uh, just to give everyone a kind of backstage view, view of what was happening. At the time of that album, which happens to be my favorite Genesis album. Very cool. So I love I, it. I just got a request from Billy Hess. He's a celebrity photographer here in New York, and he would like to shoot you. <laughs> he would like to shoot me with his camera, hopefully, not anything. Yes! <laughs> he, has, he has this giant lens. It's, it's bigger than most men's penises. It's really, really big. <laughs> <laughs> and he would like to shoot you either either at the beacon or privately or I mean not like right. private but you know what I mean. <laughs> not yeah. like private privately or at the yeah, at the beacon is a good one. You could yeah. get that. He shoots everybody. He's done Boy George, um B fifty twos. I don't know. he does everybody who comes comes to uh Nile, is- Nile Rogers. Sounds good. So you'll have to just contact him, Eileen, and, and set it all up, which we should tell everybody. If you want to know where the show is playing and everybody – is all the information on your website, Steve? Uh, for sure, yes. Uh, Go to hackettsongs.com. Yeah, hackettsongs.com. H-A-C-K-E with two Ts, you guys. Hackettsongs.com. Follow him on Twitter at Hackett Official. Um, okay, go ahead and ask something, Eileen. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's ask something. Like, let's get, get I wanna, something juicy. Geez, I- tell you something when i interview you jimmy never gets jealous he's only gotten jealous one other time but he was so jealous that i was interviewing you because genesis was always like one of his favorite groups in the world right jimmy absolutely no absolutely so when you agreed to be on the show he was just like so happy and um um i used to sell mangoes as a kid and i had a paper route and I, uh, I like babysat. I did all kinds of stuff right. in high in high school so I could get money to go to concerts so I could go see you guys and you too. I saw yeah. Genesis and you too. All right. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm jealous of that shirt you're wearing there, Jimmy. I, I used to have one very similar to that at one time. It was a jacket that was that was at least as colorful as that. And uh, it's got. Yeah. Bad- got batman all over it oh batman okay i was a celebrity clothing designer for about 20 years i dressed elton john and madonna and i made all cool one-of-a-kind clothes and that was the store i had that the hurricane took the roof off of but everything i made was one of a kind and we're going to get back into that eileen and i and billy hess are working on a a company to get back into making really cool one-of-a-kind rock star clothes again because i did it all the time and so uh, i made really funky stuff and nobody would ever see another one of them because i would only make one they're all originals. Yeah. Yes, they're all wait originals. A, wait a minute. Jimmy, mail, mail me one that you think will fit him. I'll, I'll give it to him at the beacon. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. How about, yeah. What size what? shirt do you wear? 
What size shirt do I wear? Well, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know what the official size is. They only come in three sizes these days. It's either small, small medium, medium, large. Or large. Well, I think he's like medium. I don't think he's large maybe, or anything. Maybe, maybe, maybe medium. Maybe medium. How tall are you? How tall are you? 5'9", something like that. Okay. Oh, you, you look <laughs> when you're sitting there like that. You look like you're like six five. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I I do most of it standing up these days, but uh, but I sit down for acoustic stuff. Yeah, or but sometimes I'm standing for twelve string though. It depends. Supper's ready. I sit sit down for, but uh, uh, other uh, yeah other twelve string things I, I I stand up for. Yeah. I will make sure Jimmy sends you a shirt. I'll send it to her and she'll well, bring it to you. you. We'll find something fun for you. Yeah. Right. His I better find all... something for you then. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I got to like, love it. So do you have a favorite Genesis song that you like to perform? Well, you know, I, uh, I have a favorite album and that's the one I'm doing. The okay. Yes. I, I love that. And uh, well, right at the end, we usually throw in Los Endos because it's such a killer number which was originally off Trick of the Tail, 1976. Uh, we've updated it a bit. It's got a few other things in it. You know, I stray into other territories on it, but it's it's an extraordinary thing. Takes off like a rocket and just goes completely bananas at the end. We, we think of it as the home straight right at the end of of, uh, of uh, every gig. It, it's, hard, it's hard to find a better encore than that. I've done other encores. I love doing that one. I like doing that. I like doing clocks. Funnily enough, off of, off of Spectral Mornings as well. That's always a lot of fun because we have a bass pedal solo in it and um, it shakes the foundations and all that kind of stuff. And does everybody sing along when you're doing it? To Los Angeles? Uh, well, not to those ones. I tell you what they do sing along to is I Know What I Like. That's that's one. And Selling England by the Pound. Sorry. Dancing with the Moonlit Night. They sing along, you know, the chorus of Selling England by the Pound on that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good. I love that, and I like it when when audiences sing along. It's uh, and then we're all in the same band, you know. That's uh, I like that very much. Steve, you tour a lot. I is do. There any place, yeah. Is there any place that you haven't been that you wish to be? Ooh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Well, we started doing. Um, I've never toured in India. I haven't played Greece. I haven't done. Really? I visited both those places as a tourist, but uh, I look forward to playing Greece at some point. But places, we've, we've done Australia, New Zealand, Japan. We'll be doing those next year. Wow. Uh, hey, I know. You South that. American places, uh, you know, quite a lot of countries. I've done a ton of countries. As I say, we just did 18 countries in seven weeks, uh, which was extraordinary. And exhausting. Billy wants to know what what is your favorite guitar that you love to play? Cause... Well, live, I like to play my, uh, I have a Fernandez guitar, which used to belong to Gary Moore. Oh, you. cool. Late, oh, late, how great cool. Gary Moore. And I, I love playing that. It's a great guitar. Um, I have other guitars that are favorite for various reasons. I've got an old Les Paul, a 1957 Les Paul, uh, which I played for the, for the Genesis stuff for, uh, most of those Genesis tunes, and um, I've got a lovely 12 string, which is a Zematis, uh, same mate that um, Bob Dylan had, it has, and uh, George Harrison had, of course, um, and 
So they're, they're, they're really great guitars, and I've got some Japanese ones which are really good. The, the one I've got that, that used to belong to Gary Moore is a Fernandez. He was playing these guitars for a long time, uh, and then he passed on, and we, we were sharing the same guitar tech at one point. And, uh, now, are you doing any other new music? I was offered that guitar, you know. Um, sorry? I said, are you doing any other new music or projects right now? I mean, like yeah, now. I've, I've I started doing a new, a new album. I'm, I've already started recording a, a yet another studio album. So uh, that's going very well. So I keep it coming. I know. <laughs> Do you have a plan to retire? Uh, ever plan to retire? Uh, no, I think that... Uh, uh, I will keep going till I drop or until I can't do it anymore. Uh-huh. I'm going to steal this question from Mickey Barnes, but what do you want your legacy to be? My legacy? Oh, shit. Oh, God. <laughs> no, it won't be Edge, it'll be something else. It'll be something like he, he made a noise for a living. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, what, what can you say? My legacy. Jeez. <laughs> That's not an easy one. I'll think about that. Yes, <laughs> to do as as many different kinds of music as possible during the course of well, my life. That's a good one. Uh, no, I'll update that. This time and the next. I'm sorry about my grandchildren, guys. Quiet. So, so I have a question, and I don't know if you can even answer it. Um, but it's somebody tech. It was texted to me, and it right. says because uh, there's people like get in touch with us in all kinds of ways. It yeah. says, and I don't even know if I could answer it because I like both of them. But it says, who was the better Genesis frontman, Peter Gabriel or Phil Collins? Well, I think they were both great frontmen, and uh, of course they're still touring, so um, they're still both great frontmen. Oh yeah, they're phenomenal. We, we 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 were blessed with having. Two guys with very powerful voices, um, who had very different skills. Um, but you know, each of them is, is, no, is no slouch. Oh yeah, each is no slouch. And as solo artists, I'm a huge fan of both of them. And as with Genesis, I'm a huge fan with both of them. Just the fact that, like, you know, both of them, I'm so jealous. I could just kill myself. <laughs> Because do they're so fabulous, but they're so yeah. fabulous, and 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 you've had such a like, I mean, you've really had such a, a phenomenal career uh, of accomplishments and such a huge fan base. Everybody in the chat room is asking a million questions, but they're going by so fast, I can't even like uh, read them. Oh, P somebody asked if Peter Gabriel is the dude who did the crazy video. I have no idea what that means, you guys. <laughs> crazy video. Well, probably made several crazy videos, but um, yeah, he was crazy. Actually, Billy Hess asked, "How come? How come you? Uh, why did you leave Genesis when you left Genesis?" Uh, because I wanted autonomy, which means I wanted to be able to do my own songs and be in Genesis at the same time. But um, uh, some of the band didn't want me to do that, and they made it conditional that I had to drop doing solo stuff if I wanted to remain in the band, which um, is ironic considering that. They all went on to have solo careers after yes. I left. The band studied, the band studied hemorrhage members. In other words, they lost Pete, they lost, lost me, and then eventually they lost Phil, but then they reconvened with him. But, you know, there is no band I'm actually as, we, as, we, as, as it stands. But so you talked about legacy earlier, so that, you know, the legacy is the music that we did together separately. I love it. Eileen, you got to go someplace else and talk. On, You're wait, talking wait, too loud. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. 
I'm actually on the phone with our next guest, so just talk talk between yourselves. Okay. Do <laughs> you know have you have you ever met have you ever met Scott Page? Uh, Scott. Hi there, Scott. How are you doing? Um, have you ever have you ever do you know who Scott Page is? He was the saxophonist for uh, Pink Floyd, Toto, and Supertramp. You don't oh, have fantastic. to believe it once. Um, and he's coming on. He's coming on next. But like they're actually talking. Eileen, go walk away and talk to him. <laughs> we don't want to hear all of that. What an impromptu thing! All right. So what? What do you got that you want everybody to know? Like, do you have anything that we haven't talked about that you want to make sure that we get out so people hear it? Well, of- I think you know. I was saying that uh, we, you know, we've got this orchestral album uh, uh, coming up, twenty fourth of, of uh, October, uh, live at the Royal Festival Hall. Uh, there's the uh, the tour which is the Sunny England by the Pound Tour uh, with Spectral Mornings as well three hour show stuff from at the edge of light so um, you know there are a lot of things on sale there's a lot of there you go and then where do you want them to go to where where do you make the most money if they go to get it if they buy it from your website do you do better than if they go someplace else uh, well, I think that if, if people buy from the website, that's great. You know, um, uh, it's, uh, you know, you, you, you get that. If you contact hackitsongs.com, you'll find out, you know, exactly how to, how to contact the, the web store. And I do a lot of signings. I, you know, I do, I, I do a lot of this stuff. I mean, I, I drive to this place called Reading in, 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 uh, in, in, in England and, uh, we go in there and, and we sign stuff and then they say, they're all sold out. <laughs> you got to come back two days later and do the same thing. So then I drive there an hour and um, I go and sign some more. So, uh, and we take stuff off on tour with us and then it sells out and there's, there's never enough product, but Hey, you know, we, we release it on, in all, on all formats with vinyl, with download, with uh, DVD, um, Blu-ray, CD, every, everything. And if they I love it, back we'll do 78 there you go i love it all right you guys so listen up this is steve hackett check out hackettsongs.com to find out what's going on because he is going on tour of the usa and canada actually like this month um it's selling england by the pound um is the name of the tour you guys want to like go to it we want to thank you for coming on the show Uh, we want to thank you for for sharing everything with us um and we wish you all the luck and the success with the tour and eileen's going to see you at one of those shows the, at the Beacon or the Richfield, or one of them. Great. Thank you. I'm looking forward to coming. Thank you so much. You all. We'll all Thank you. <laughs> What'd you say? All right. Bye-bye, Steve. Thank you okay. so much. Bye. All the best. Bye. Ciao. All right. Ciao, <laughs> Ciao. I love you. it. All right. He's going to like, he's going to be leaving us now. He's going to figure that out, how to leave us. <laughs> there he goes. And uh, uh, that was... Do your commercial. Do my commercial? Which one? The one where you tell everyone everything. Where where Ron always yells at you for doing it. You oh, know, well. When you get out of breath. Here, you know. sorry, everybody. You guys can hear the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell every week on our home station, the fabulous W4CY Radio with the super talented Danielle and Scotty J. Which they're supposed to go, oh, yeah, ooh, or something like that. Okay, sorry. Oh, yeah, ooh, Hold on. yeah. No, 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 no. In my defense, every time I try to do something like that, I get yelled at. So I would, I, I didn't want to sit there and say something if I wasn't supposed to. Now, oh, Lee, what you vaping there? What you vaping there? Anything That's- good? Anything tasty? 
No, it's just regular menthol nicotine. That's it. It's and I, and still- you, guys, you guys interrupted my thing. I only said one place so far. You have to wait till I do the whole thing. Oh, sorry, okay, Jimmy. restart it, and then we'll do the yeah, and then we'll All be right, good to everybody, go. All right, you can hear the Jimmy Star Show live on our home station, the fabulously wonderful W4CY Radio, with our superstars Danielle and Scotty J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We're also on K4HD Radio in L.A., Hit 1069 FM in New York, Jackalope Radio, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Audio Boom, Podomatic, Spreaker, Apple TV, and Podbean. Whew. We're also on about a, just to say that. I know. We're also on about 100 other places, but those are the most popular ones. Um, but if you Google us, we're everywhere. And if you want to watch the show, you can see us on YouTube, Celebra Media, VIP TV, Comcast, Roku, and Vimeo. And uh, some other people joined us, so we want to like, oh, I guess we kind of said hi to him anyway. But uh, Billy Hess is in the chat room. Um, Twism says we need a drum roll for that part. Um, yeah, that's such a good idea. Um, and anybody who's tuning in now who is wondering why Ron's not here and why Eileen is here, uh, we have a family friend who's uh, in the hospital in ICU in a coma, and Ron had to go to the hospital and uh, uh, be with them. So um, we brought in Eileen to help. <laughs> <laughs> and she's having fun. And our next guest is going to be Scott Page, who we're going to be calling uh, shortly. In the meantime, I have to turn the air conditioning down, so we're going to take a video break. And uh, don't call Scott yet, you guys. But what we're going to do is we'll play Kafer in the name of his song. Is it, is it Kafer or Kafer? Kafer. <laughs> Kafer, Drama Queen. And uh, this is an awesome video. Do you guys have the video, Scott and Danielle? Yes, baby. How I about have ca- I, I have Kafer or Kafer. It depends on what you prefer. Oh, okay. I prefer Kafer. K-F-I-R. There we go. So on, 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 check it out. You guys can uh, hit play. All right, everybody. This is Kafir. The name of the song is Drama Queen. I hope you guys enjoy it. Check it out. You've seen me down the street a million times, but you still act like I'm a walking crime. Keep pulling down the blinds, baby, or not my home.
think we're back i'm not we sure we are back though. and we are live hey everybody that was kefir and the name of the song is drama queen i think it's like 29 or something on one of the charts music charts that's out right now 28 or 29 something like that so so it's a great thing and you can follow him he's on twitter at kefir music i think it's his twitter and uh steve hackett you guys from our earlier guest was hackett official and eileen is i don't know you know oh, eileen shapiro three and uh, B. Claudie, I think it's B. Claudie 59. I don't know who everybody. Twism is you're Twism, what? white piece. <laughs> you're, you're the Twitter guru, honey. I'm Dr. Jimmy Starr. Scotty J is Rock Titan TV. Uh, Ron is Ron Russell Show. Billy Hess is just Billy Hess, or is it Billy Hess Photos? I think it might be Billy Hess Photos. And uh, follow everybody on Twitter, you guys, because like, it's fun and we have a good time. And follow us all on Instagram, too. And it should be good. Okay, so Eileen, what do you got going on? Tell me something exciting. Something exciting. I'm going to go see Steve Hackett. <laughs> there you go. Oh, we should tell everybody about our Mars show. Oh, my God. Well, I forgot. Yeah. Why don't you wait till Scott gets on, and then we can tell everyone. Oh, yeah, okay. That's good. I have the. Bro- yeah. I, have, I think I have a picture. <laughs> we fixed, we fixed the little Martians. Yeah, we're going to be the little Martians, too. I don't know if she's supposed to tell anyone. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. That's okay. <laughs> well, we got tell him. You can tell him. Why not? We'll just. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll tell him when we we'll, we'll tell him when we get Scott on. So what else you got going? Okay, so you're going to see Adam Ant, then you're going to see Steve Hackett. Um, the Struts, and this is all in one week. The Struts, and then the B52s, who I just interviewed. Um, they're like the same week. They're all in Connecticut too. How cool is that? Like the whole oh. week is in Connecticut. In different are you going to just go stay in Connecticut or are you going back and forth every night? Well, Bill, I'm going to stay with Billy and Billy lives in Westchester, so it's pretty close. Okay. Oh, boy, my dear, you never know. It's Billy has photos, B says. <laughs> B it knows everything. Photos. <laughs> B freaking like knows everything. Huh? She knows everything. Within, within minutes, she knows everything. I know. You she guys, B's like one of the smartest, brilliant people like you'll ever meet if you ever meet her. I mean, I've never met her, but we like talk on Facebook Live all the time. I'm or, not Facebook Live, Facebook. Huh? I'm going to go meet her when I go to England. Yeah, that's cool. But anybody, everybody. Oh, Backpack John's in the uh, chat room, too. He says Love Shack. Yeah, Love Shack's a good song. Yeah. I like Love Shack. Love I Shack, am- baby. Yeah, I think it's I fun. I asked him how many times did he ever sing it, and he said... Since the song came out, every single performance that he's ever done for 40 years, 
he sung it. <laughs> I have a thing too. Like I've always like loved him, and I and I actually have done Love Shack karaoke before on a cruise ship in Germany. Oh my God, we talked about how bad that is, and we feel sorry for people that do that. I'm good at it though. I sound good. You do? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty good at it. I only at the only I'm only good at the part. Uh, at the beginning, if you see the painted side at the side of the road, I can only do that part. You know, I can't do the whole it, thing. Oh, I can do it good, it. though, when I do it. No, we, we're going to call our next guest. So. Love Shack, baby. Yeah, yeah everyone. Like it deep. Everybody, like, loves it, though. And who doesn't like the B-52s? You have to almost like, something wrong with you if you don't like the B-52s. It's like dogs. People who don't like dogs... You always have to, like, wonder about people who don't like dogs. I love them, and I know who they are. Love Shack's probably one of my favorite songs. It's and an awesome song. I love I Ace of Bass, too. As a whale. Ace of Bass he's is had, one of my favorite he's bands. In Florida now, trying to get out. He said they closed the airports or something the other day. Fred. Oh, yes. And I was actually... Oh, and now I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. Oh, well. Oh, well. Twism says he's happy he knows who they were, though. Twism actually knows, and, uh, and uh, Jane Doe everybody is uh, Angela. Everybody the world knows. They're yeah. one of those groups that everybody Actually, I knows. came to Palm Springs um, like 25 years ago, and I was in the airport, in the Palm Springs airport, and standing at the luggage thing was Fred Schneider. And so I actually I said hello. I was Back then I was like retarded because I had never really met anybody famous. You know, so I so I acted like a total like fucking idiot, you know, practically, you know, just drooling all over him. So he probably just thought I was super fucked up. But now, now Maybe it's different. I've seen you in front of famous people. You still act that way. I, I do not. It just depends on who they are. There's certain people, you know, everybody's got that person who like makes you, you know, crazy. Like, and I don't even know why. Like, I met Tara Reid, and Tara Reid isn't like the biggest star in the world, but for some reason, I couldn't talk. Like I was running out of breath and stuff when I was like talking to her, and I was like, I can't even believe this. I'm like a moron. But don't you love like Molly Ringwald, who's like? If I uh, Molly Ringwald is my absolute favorite. If we could get Molly Ringwald like on our show and I could interview her, that would be like my life. Uh, that's like my bucket list is Molly Ringwald. Yes. If everybody would tweet <laughs> Molly Ringwald and tell her that she needs to come on the show because I tweet to her all the time and she ignores me. All right, everybody tweet to her and beg Tweet her to Molly Ringwall and say that she needs everybody. to come on the show because she's my favorite. I'm telling you, you if right you now, ever get her... You <laughs> if you what get did her you say, the, Danielle? If you get her on the show, Jimmy, I can guarantee you I will cry the entire show. She'll be on and be like, <gasps> I just love you so much. I know, I do too. I love her so much, it's not even funny. Somebody so like, wrote Shaquille so O'Neal. Like I know Shaquille O'Neal. Huh? She's like your Adam Ant. Yeah, she's my Adam Ant. Absolutely. Uh, Her and Jenny Garth is the other one, you guys, from Beverly Hills 90210. Jenny what? Garth. Jenny Garth from Beverly Hills 90210. Shannon Doherty, but I've met her before, and, and Molly Ringwald. They're like my three favorite. If I was straight, those would have been my three like women to like totally like drool after of my life. So those are your lesbian crushes. I get it. Yeah. Christy McNichol was, though, when I was growing up, and she is a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, so we gotta we gotta call our next guest, everybody. So while we're calling him, we're gonna play Drop Top Alibi's new video, uh, Burn. And um, you guys have the video, right? Of course. Yep. Uh, all right, uh, enjoy everybody. This is Drop Top Alibi. The name of the single is Burn. When we come back, we'll be on with Scott Page. Enjoy.
Fine, a beauty so sublime, it's almost divine. After all, tidy self can't compete. She's feeling the rhythm beneath all your feet. Yo, so that was Drop Top Alibi. The name of the single is called Burn. And now, uh, we hope you we hope you guys enjoyed it. They got a brand new song coming out called uh, Summer Nights and City Lights on September 20th. Um, now we want to like say something real quick, Scott, and let's make sure we can hear you. Name that tune, Eileen. 
Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Ray Charles. Ray Charles. Ray Charles. And I felt it was appropriate. It's called I Can't Stop Loving You. Okay. Oh, I know that. I actually know that one. I can't stop loving you. Yes, absolutely. Great song. So I thought it was only appropriate that I play us in with a little love song for my friends here. There you go. You got to like love it. So now we want to welcome back to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the fabulously talented Scott Page. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, that was yeah. really good, too. And we know you already know everybody, but say hi to Eileen. She's filling in. I know Eileen. I love Eileen. <laughs> hi, Eileen. How are you, my friend? I'm good. Love you, too. Good. So no Ron today, huh? No. We uh, we have an, uh, we had a family emergency, so. Oh, well, I'm so, sorry uh, to hear that. But you can see I got my bulletproof. I got all yes. ready for Ron because I need yeah. this stuff. It's got brain <laughs> octane and stuff in order for me to keep up with that to guy. Keep, keep up so, with the whole uh, thing. I guess I'll just... I'll drink it anyway. Yeah, you can, you can keep it anyway. So say hi to Scotty J and Danielle. Scotty J. Hi, buddy. How are you doing, man? Great, Scott. How have you been, man? Yeah, great. I heard your interview the other day with our brother, uh, Tony Franklin. It was awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we love him. We love him too. Like we we got we we haven't put our video up yet because we just got it yesterday, so it's wow. gonna come up. But we had a great time last week with Tony. Did you listen to us? Oh, I listened to the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then he Derek, did you hear? And Derek too. Now Derek, huh? How about that Derek day? He's a different. He's different. He's. A... <laughs> I love him. Scott said he was tired after he listened to Derek. I was tired. Exhausted, but it was I, great. I, mean, I was Derek too. Is, Derek is really an artist, as as true to an artist as it can be. I mean, he's a great kid. He's unbelievable. Great talent and uh, just really fun to be around for sure. And he's so nice too. We had a oh, very nice. good time. We had a very good time. It was different. We hadn't. I don't know that we'd ever had a show like that before, so it was very different. But we had a really good time and enjoyed the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so we also have a chat room. Say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi everybody in the chat room. Are you chatting? Chat up big. There you, you go. Chatters. And then you got to say a special hi to B. Claudia again because oh, we had we had my, Steve Hackett say hi to her, so that way she has two rock stars in one day saying right, hello. So, so B, we love you. Mm-hmm. There you go. You gotta love it. So you guys, Scott just came yes. back from Budapest. That's right. At the Azora Festival, where Think Experience Supergroup went and played. Tell us a little bit about what you did. Uh, First of all, that was probably interesting enough. You know, I played a lot of gigs in my life through the years, many, many years of giant tours, giant shows, uh, big ones with hundreds of thousands of people. But this particular show was probably in my top five, top ten best shows I've ever played. It was ex- it was really special. Uh, first of all, it was, you know, 40, 50,000 people there. It's kind of the Ozora Festival is sort of the Eastern Bloc's version of Burning Man. So there was all these people out there were out in the middle of the, like kind of in the country in the mountains and they set up this stage and it was, the place was lit like crazy. And uh, it was really magical. The day was beautiful. Uh, the band smoked and it was really interesting because what we did, this was a more of a trance EDM festival uh, style of a place, but we actually brought the whole Think Live band and we did our Pink Floyd show but we kind of merged it with a, a big EDM artist there, a trance artist by the name of Gaudi. So it was a combination of mixing Gaudi's trance along with us doing Pink Floyd. And it was really, it was pretty special. It was definitely a different way to hear the music and everybody loved it. So we had a blast. 
And it was in uh, where it was in Budapest. Tell us what you were telling people about Budapest before when, when well, we were actually, on the air. This was actually out of it was it was it was actually about two hours away from Budapest, up in the mountains. Uh, but yeah, Budapest was you know it was actually very interesting. It was totally different than I thought. It was my first time there. You know, I was kind of imagining this you know Eastern Europe kind of vibe, a little dark. It was very very um, you know upbeat. We had a great time, great people, beautiful people, a lot of beautiful girls there. It was very interesting. And uh, the uh, clubs were fantastic. The streets were very festive. You know, it was kind of totally different than I thought. And it's totally beautiful being there right on the Danube. And we uh, spent a lot of uh, nights walking around till four o'clock in the morning, just kind of checking out the atmosphere and stuff. It was pretty, it's actually a country I would definitely recommend uh, for people to go check out. It's really cool. And there's a great uh, video on, on YouTube of uh, Think Experience playing, and it's really, really amazing. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, it was, a, it was the band really smoked that night. It was great. The only problem with that darn video is for some reason the lead guitar didn't make it to the, to the track. And that's like, Poor you know, play Pink, Pink Floyd without David Gilmore, you know. But it's still real. It's actually still very good. And so if people want to check it out, they can kind of get a feel for what we did. Yeah, I like that. So, so everybody was there, right? Who, who was there? Well, we had, you know, Stephen Perkins, my partner, uh, you know, from Jane's Addiction, the drummer. He's been on your show. Uh, we had Norwood Fisher came in. He actually flew in for one day, did the gig and flew back because he's been out on tour with Fishbone and, uh, you know, George Clinton and Funkadelic. So they've been out. So he just flew in for one day, flew out. And it was crazy. And he was funny because it was really interesting is. He was telling the story. That guy sleeps more than anybody I've ever seen. He slept on the trip to get to L.A. to get on the plane. I swear, I sat right next to him. The 12-hour flight all the way to uh, uh, Warsaw was he slept the entire tour. Then he walked off the plane. He got on to the next. We had a two-hour flight. He slept on that flight. And then he came in. We got in that night. We ate dinner. He turned around and slept, got back up, did the gig, then turned around and came back. I've never seen anybody sleep so much in my entire life. Crazy. That's a long flight, though. That's a long flight, 12 hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a long one. It's like okay, 17 so hours. 17 hours total to get there by the time we had layovers and, you know, extra planes and stuff. But, and yeah. so, well, so Kenny was there? Yeah, Kenny. Kenny Olson. My brother Kenny Olson was there, my other partner in crime. And uh, let's see, we had uh, John Stancorp, you know, that comes out. And we had Derek Day. Derek was there. Derek played. And then we had uh, Roberta Friedman, my old pal from uh, Pink Floyd, and um, uh, Kitten Kurt Kitten, who uh, also sang on the band. So it was actually a lot of fun. And we also picked up a, uh, a show the next night in Budapest. We went out, did the festival, stayed out there one night, then came back to Budapest, spent a couple days. And we actually picked up a really fun gig in this crazy courtyard. It was in the middle, and it was in, in, in the middle of a youth hostel. So there was 300 kids from all over the world staying in this place. And they had this stage, all lights and stuff set up. And it was actually a high-end whiskey bar in the middle of this, this uh, youth hostel. And so we had a great night. Everybody came down, and we just rocked, and it was a lot of fun. So Budapest, definitely uh, well worth the flight. So tell everybody the thing, though, that you were telling us that Budapest is really Buddha and Pest or whatever. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize it's Buddha and Pest. So there's the we went over on one day. We went over to the, uh, to the other side of the Danube where we went to the Buddha Castle. So Budapest is two things, Buddha and Pest. So it's a little little different than I thought. I thought it was one Pest. I, did the, pest. I didn't so, know that either. Eileen, yeah. I know you didn't know that, right, Eileen? Yeah. Did you know that? I barely knew what country it was in. Yeah. <laughs> 
crazy clean too. It was very, very clean city. Really, really clean. Yeah. I feel like right. every city in Europe is clean. Yeah. Cleaner than here. Uh, yeah. There's places for sure that are much cleaner. For sure. <laughs> Actually, uh, uh, actually, B. Claudia said, "Yeah, it's two parts." She, she, she's saying yes, and it's in Hungary. But in case anybody's wondering, it's in Hungary. <laughs> <laughs> in case you're hungry. Yes. Okay. So, so how about what do we got going on with the wisdom? Do we have another Think Experience show coming up we're, anytime we're soon? We're looking at date. We're looking at dates right now. We haven't booked any right now. We're in the midst of uh, actually. We're really working on designing uh, some new. New show, a new show, basically around what we've been doing and taking the kind of immersive experience to the next level. The shows we've been doing at Wisdom in this whole first period was really our uh, what we call in the technology world an MVP, a minimal viable product. But right. really I call it the MDP, a minimal minimal desirable product. So this was our test run for Think Experience on um, kind of testing and validating, you know, the if people like this, if they came back all those types of things. And so we now have kind of good, strong signals that this is working. So we're in the midst of now really designing a show that will really be full-blown, immersive, audience-participated, and really take advantage of this kind of new experience space that we're moving into. So I'm very excited about that. And yep. you have the clothing, too, the immersive clothing. Oh, yeah. So we've launched our, first of all, just for those that know, so Think Experience is an immersive entertainment company with its kind of mission to be the most technically advanced kind of live um, uh, kind of event company on the planet. Uh, that's our mission. And what we're doing is we're bringing in all these great technology companies to bring their new technologies to us. Actually, one that was just presented to me that I haven't tried out yet, but it's very cool. It's shoes that you put on that turn you into a speaker. And evidently, they say, when you put these on and you wear this, you never want to listen to music uh, the, uh, any other way again. So we'll be experimenting with that. So again, the idea is, is to create this experimentation place that people can come, experience all these new technologies, and get a whole new experience uh, that's uh, now afforded to us through all this technology and stuff that's been coming together. So that's kind of what we're doing. And uh, so we're working on that show right now. So we're taking a little time off from doing shows and more on just working on them right now. Have you seen the glasses that do that? Like when I was at the Wisdom for a, like a, for a celebrity party thing with Eileen. Right. Eileen was with us for the info list party. And right. they had a booth outside selling glasses and the glasses somehow sunk up to your phone and you could see all the things in the eyeglass. You could see the phone the gadgets in yeah. the eyeglass. I thought that was cool. Yeah, so that's what they're calling augmented reality, right? The idea is, is you put those glasses on, it connects to your phone, and then they can superimpose other things over the top of the imagery that's there. That's that augmented stuff. So you're seeing more and more of that type of stuff that you'll see like in supermarkets. You can go in, you can have your glasses on, and all of a sudden all the boxes come alive and they kind of give you information about specific products and things. So augmented reality is, is definitely a space that is starting to take over. It's kind of the precursor to the VR world. You know, VR is still creeping up. But the AR space is definitely on fire because there's so much you can do with uh, augmenting what you're seeing by other things. And we're, we're building that type of information to our show. So we're, we're actually in the design on our application that will be used the same way. When you buy the ticket, the ticket you hold your camera up the phone, the ticket comes alive, the exhibits come alive. So we create a whole new experience and information for folks, you know. But you have to. Pokemon Go. 
Pokemon Go is a perfect example of that, right? Yes. It's augmented reality. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Eileen. You have those in the shirts already, though, with the little chips in them that you bang your phone on, you tap it. Yeah, so what we're doing, again, is experimenting. I forgot forgot the question you asked earlier. <laughs> uh, of course, I tangent off in the other world. But, That's okay. Um, yeah. So we're experimenting. <laughs> we're actually working with a company now where we're putting chips into the clothing so that the clothing becomes interactive and has communications built in. And everything... I mean, what we're, I'm, I'm a technologist, um, besides being on the music side, I've been in the technology space now for you know 30 years and really focused on kind of where these things are going to. One of the big trends and stuff is intelligence is basically being built into everything through these chips. We now have, I've talked about this before, the three major drivers, horsepower, the power of your cell phones now, you know, bandwidth and storage, all of those things are coming together, creating these, allowing for new things. So now we can have clothing that connects to your cell phones that can have information. So you can just tap your phone on the piece of clothing and get information and it drives you to different places. It brings up augmented reality, takes you to websites. There's all kinds of things. So the idea is experimenting with new experiences that can be tied into the actual clothing. So for us, when, this, when the people take this clothing and they leave, they can wash it, pick it up, and then, hey, 10 days from now, go and tap it and get a whole new experience that kind of carries them on to what actually happened in the show that they went. So, we have those. Right. Eileen, Eileen and I both have the Pink Floyd one. You have yeah. the only ones, man. We remember we only made, we made 15 of those only. So you have the one. This was our test run to see how it works. So piece of history right there. That's right. So like when it comes big, in like 10 years when it's like taking over the whole world and everybody's got it, we could sell it on eBay for like one of the very first ones. <laughs> top That's right. So there. So there's your. I just I just gave you your retirement. Yeah, my retirement fund. <laughs> like totally work. Okay, so you said playing the Azora Festival was your in your top five or top ten. Yeah. So what are give us like what are your three like favorite shows you've ever played and where were they and who well, were you with? I've done I've done I've done a, you know it's a handful of difference. Probably yeah. the most memorable, most exciting one of all time, which Thank is you. totally was crazy was. The Pink Floyd show in Venice, Italy. We ended up floating down these two barges that were the size of football fields, set them up in front of, it took two weeks to do that. They set them up in front of St. Mark's Square, about 150, 200 yards off of, on the water, out in front of St. Mark's Square. Uh, they brought the trucks onto these barges and they set up the entire show and we did a live performance that was a free concert to Venice, which Unfortunately, totally trashed Venice because hundreds of thousands of people showed up. They shut down all the buildings, all the restrooms. People were living on the streets. It was crazy, but it was truly one of the great rock shows of all time. Nothing like it. In order to get out to the barges, we had to uh, you know, cruise around on little boats. They'd have to pick you up and bring you around because you couldn't get around. People were living on their gondolas for five days while it was setting up, not wanting to lose their space. Online, And you can actually, if you go online to, you can Google Pink Floyd Venice, and there's tons of uh, photographs and there's videos. We actually did a live performance that you can also Google uh, on YouTube, and you can watch the whole show uh, where we actually did that. That was actually broadcast to 126 countries and around the world, and it was crazy. But Love that, it. without a doubt, was one of the great ones. Um, we had several other shows that were incredible. The Pal Palace of Versailles with Pink Floyd was the first time a show like that ever happened. 90,000 people. And all I, can, all I remember from that show is we were outside and 
at that particular show, they ended up setting up another, I believe, 10 laser stations to really make it special. And when Dave Gilmore went into that solo on Comfortably Numb, they built a, an entire laser grid over 90,000 people's heads. And you could basically hear the audience go, <gasps> Like that, when that happened, it was just, it was extraordinary. And so that was an incredible gig. And then there was also a couple, one with Supertramp we did was uh, Park to Sew, I believe it was called. It was a castle out in the middle where 100,000 people showed up. And, you know, some of those are just really extraordinary gigs in extraordinary places, you know. So it was, it was been a big fun ride. I can go on. I got to Did you play, did, did you, I know you met Princess Diana. Did you play for Princess Diana? Yes, we uh, actually, that was an, ex that was actually a really interesting, I got to say, that was, now, now you're bringing them up. Uh, yeah, I actually got to meet Lady Die, which was very fascinating uh, story. We played, we flew there, uh, Supertramp was her favorite band. And so we did a, uh, a Royal Command performance for Chuck and Die, Lady Die and Charles, at the Royal Albert Hall. And it's really an interesting story because I remember about, oh, uh, you know, about a month or two before we went, we actually did the show, the royal family, they send out somebody to brief us through, take us through the protocol. Because there's a whole methodology. You don't just hang out with the prince and charge of the whole right. thing. You can do, you don't do things you say, things you stuff. So they, they really set the whole thing up. So, um, you know, through that whole time, I was constantly thinking, well, wow, this is going to be actually very interesting to meet this royalty for the first time. We're going to get to talk to them and all that. So I wanted to... Uh, find out more so i have something of conversation so i looked right. at the prince's trust and the whole prince's trust was about uh, entrepreneurship so it was raising money to empower entrepreneurs to, to for to start businesses right so it's a very cool thing so yeah and it was right up my alley because i was in the middle of starting my first business uh, at that time called the walt tucker company named after my two heroes walt disney and preston tucker the car manufacturer but anyway um so, and I had at, the, at that time, and I thought, well, okay, I'm going to get to talk to them about it. So, actually, one of the artists that was in my company had created this little, um, this little badge, uh, which was uh, very interesting. Here, I'll, actually, what I'll do is hold on one second. Don't go away. <laughs> I forgot anywhere to go. <laughs> I love that thing, though. I love that thing. Okay. I would love to have that so thing. So, I'm back. Okay. I have this what, here. So, what yeah. I'll show you. So, this was the time I met Lady Di, right? And if you see right down here is this little button of me, right? And if you notice, I'm handing her something. Well, this was my company, and I was an entrepreneur, so I was telling her, and I was so. What happened was, is we, as we, as we were walking through the line. First of all, it started out at. Um, they said at 7:30 we're gonna we're gonna meet them, right? So, at 7:29, you can see the cars all pile up in front of the. Royal Albert Hall, we're in a special room in the back, already lined up. You can see we're in a line getting ready to meet them and stuff. 7.30 on the dot, they walk in the door, there's 50 photographers there, bam, 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 they're taking pictures. So I went out and I thought, well, I'm going to talk to her about this entrepreneur thing. So I grabbed this button that I had and I handed it to her. When I handed it to her, this photograph was taken. And so How I lucky was that? Conversation with her, which I didn't realize at the time I actually broke protocol. You're not supposed to do that. Right. Okay. <laughs> and so when I did that, the cameras were going bam, 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 and everything. So this ended up the next day. So it was kind of interesting. I was the American guy in the band and all the rest of the English guys. And here we were. I ended up being the lady in the tramp that day. So I'm actually proud of that picture. It was great. So but you're the tramp. I'm the tramp. I was the tramp. Yes. Because you broke you know, protocol. Nice 
You notice my little white, my little long hair? Do I look? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that was my. Uh, how that cool is that, story. though? I mean, how huh? cool is that? Just to meet her would be so cool. Oh, you know, what was fascinating about her. First of all, in person, she was beautiful. I mean, she was told. I mean, I've seen her in pictures. She was always very attractive. But in person, she had a a look about her that was extraordinary. And her eyes were so deep, and she was so um, had so much presence that I've seen in several people. I mean, Diana Ross was that way. She had a special presence that was very unique. Uh, and Diana, the two Dianas, um, actually, this one also, too. So I was actually fascinated by her in that uh, she was a lot different in person than she was when you'd seen her in pictures. I have a, that, too, which is not, well, not with anybody as famous as that, but I've met Carmen Electra a bunch of times. Yeah. And Carmen Electra, as gorgeous as she is on film, is better looking in real life. In real life, she's even, she's even more stunning in real life than she is on camera. And you're like, how can you even be any more like, you know, gorgeous with big boobs? <laughs> but she's, and she's very nice, and she's very, very nice. Beautiful girl, for sure. And uh, I met her, her and Dave Navarro together one time. Yeah. And, and Dave Navarro was wearing a skirt, and he wanted to show it to us, so he pulled it down. He pulled his skirt off and showed us his jockstrap. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. That's, that's an interesting story. I know. People show me weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to, like, love it. So, okay. Oh, I'm looking at this. Um, okay, go ahead, Eileen. Ask something. <laughs> so, it's your turn, turn, Eileen. All right, so, like, you do music and you do business. If, like, the universe came down and said for, like, a month, you could only do one or the other, which would you choose? Well, you know, actually, I would probably say music because that gets me closer to God in a sense because I get to play. Because I've already done the business stuff, so I'd say, hey, I already did it, so too bad. Nah, nah, it's too late. I already had that fun. <laughs> um, I would probably, it would probably have to be music because that really is the most soulful part of you know my life where i feel like i really get to connect with the source in a sense i mean that's the beauty of of music and such a gift is that it it you drop thinking and you kind of become more part of the whole universe when you play so that feeling and that peace is so that sense of peace in that space is incredible because when you're really playing and you're really things are you know you're, you're on you're on your game you kind of go to that place that, you know, that they call the, you know, kind of the zone. And that zone is where thought really drops away and you basically are just connected and you're playing. It's a strange kind of phenomena that happens between thought and no thinking. And so that's the greatest gift I believe there is. So I would have to say music. So okay. I asked you every question in the world that I could possibly think of, but I never asked you, do you write your own songs? Uh, I did write some, I wrote, I know, necessarily write by myself i collaborate uh, uh -huh. i always like i'm a collaboration person i like to do everything my businesses always have partners i don't do anything myself because i i know my weaknesses I'm, I'm a great starter i'm not the finisher so i have to bring the finishing people in i can get the ball rolling get things happening but i need somebody to really organize that so um yeah no i uh, uh, uh what was the question <laughs> do I write, you write your stuff? No, I write, you no, write I your own music and songs. No, I, I studied composing and arranging and stuff, and I I did that myself a lot through the years. But more on writing songs, I'd written with other people. I've been fortunate enough. I had one hit, which was great. It was called "Too Many Times" by uh, Anita Pointer and Earl Thomas Conley. Uh, it was nominated for Duet of the Year, which was great. It got to number two on the charts 
Oh, wait, wait, who is it? Who, who's the number one? Huh? Who's who's saying it? Anita Pointer of the Pointer Sisters and Earl Thomas Conley. It was uh, got to number two on the country charts. It was a country song I wrote with uh, uh, a gentleman by the name of Michael Smotherman and another friend of mine, Tony McShear. And it was interesting. The night we wrote that, we knew we had a hit. It was just one of those magical evenings when we wrote that song. He said, you know, that song's a hit. And uh, actually, I'm actually thinking about get, trying to get that out there, get somebody to bring it back because it's a it's an incredible song, and uh, it already proved itself to being a, a big hit. So I think it's time for it to come back. Absolutely. Did you write it on the saxophone? And if you did, can you play it? A no, little? it's not a saxophone song. Uh, no, it's not. Definitely not a saxophone right. song. Oh my gosh, though, like B. Claudia's got all of it in the freaking chat room in two seconds. Like she's got all the information for it. There it is. <laughs> So wait, so so can you do? No, I shouldn't say can. Do you ever sing? I mean, I know you play the saxophone and instruments. It's funny. My favorite music is vocal groups. I love singing. I love, um, you know, the high lows, which is one of the greatest vocal, which is, in my opinion, the greatest vocal group uh, that which then became the singers and limited. So I've been into vocalists and I approach my instrument that way. And I do sing some, but mostly I've always sang as kind of backup. I don't really sing lead. It's actually one of the things I wished I'd taken more of. I studied for a little while singing, but I really used it more as a uh, as a tool for the bands and stuff that I played with. There's always background parts. So if I could sing a little background, it would help me get the gigs. And so that's I do. But not really a, a lead singer. I should have been should have taken that up more that in the piano i wish i'd taken but you should up. just you should just like write something now though and like just put it out there it's so easy to put stuff out oh you yeah just do it just for the fuck of it and see where it goes yeah you know i i have some things that i want to do it's just again it's just it's all just a matter of where i spend my time right now and i'm so in so into think right now with everything we're doing it's hard to even get everything done but there is some thought i actually want to do a record i want to do a i want to do a saxophone record but i want to do all the the great americana songs the old standards you know uh you know like tennessee waltz and those yes. types of songs where you get to really sing those great great melodies that are just so beautiful so one of these days i'm going to make a, a an americana country country saxophone record there's no more Boots I Randolph. I have never heard saxophone in a country song, I don't think. Well, you know, Boots Randolph was famous for that. That was his thing. He was a country saxophone player. There's nobody, there's been nobody since him. I mean, you know, he did, uh, you know, Yakety Sax. He did that song. But he was known for doing country songs. And so I, I think it's time for a new Boots Randolph, and maybe that's me. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Do you have a home studio? Do you have, like, a home studio that you can record in? I have, well, you know, everybody's got some form of a home studio. I had studios for, you know, many, many years, 30 years, actual full-blown rooms. And now I just have my office set up, you know, it's connected to my computer. Uh, and I have a little rack with gear and stuff. So it's a pseudo studio. I use it mostly for, I do a bunch of voiceover producing and stuff that I do. And then people will send me tracks and then I'll put saxophones on it. I use it that way. But I don't really, I don't record too much anymore, just as far as myself recording. What about like think experience? Oh, what? What? Go, ahead. Go ahead, Eileen. I said, can we talk about Mars? Oh, about we have Mars? to do it quick. I forgot. We only have two minutes. I forgot. Yes, tell them. Go, Eileen. Go. I forgot. Um, on October eighteenth, yeah. Um, Scott's gonna be playing with the Hailers. Uh, that's somebody that you play with like a lot, right? 
I played with them in town here. Yeah, it's a great band. It's really a lot of fun, and it's it's great for me because there's a ton of saxophones, so I get to. It's like going to the gym and working out with my face, right? I get to go play a lot and get a lot of exercise. Yeah, I love playing with the Halers. Great band, great guitar player, great bass player. Uh, yeah, April's a monster. She's an incredible uh, uh, woman bass player. And then uh, Robert Mills, great guitar player. Great band, really fun. Yep. And we're doing this Mars event with No, right? Yes. 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 So um, it's a benefit for the Mars Society. And those are people that um think that, or that are trying to get us to explore and l actually um, inhabit Mars, which is kind of cool. Yep, I mean, you know, we're getting there. I mean, we're going to see if humans make it through this next batch. But what we do know is this big ball that's been spinning for billions of years is not, whether we're here or not, that bad boy is going to keep on moving and we'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, you never know, Mars might be the place. Maybe all this AI and robots taking over will win and... They can go up to Mars because they don't need any air. So there you go. Who so knows? you guys at the Benefit concert, it's on October 18th at the Globe yep. Theater in Los Angeles. Uh, doors open at 6 o'clock. It's only $15. The proceeds are going to the Mars Society. It's going to be a great concert. We're putting a big red carpet event together with lots of celebrities. We want everybody to go. And uh, we're we'll going to be aliens. <laughs> and, and we're going to be aliens in the uh, in the Revolution set. Revolution's also going to be performing with the Hailers. It's going to be a lot of fun. And yep. I will get more information out to you guys because we're out of time. Out of time. <laughs> I, I forgot fun. about it. It was Once fun. Again. So, Scott, thank you so much, Scott. Eileen, oh, thank, thank you. you. Uh, Danielle, Scotty J, thanks. Chat room, everybody, thanks. Next week's a new week. We have – who's the girl coming on next week? Because that's Scott's friend. That's Scott's friend. Scott, introduce your uh, Italian comedian friend. Oh, my friend Despina. Oh, she's Despina. fantastic. Very she's, talented girl. I mean, she's a very serious actress that happens to be funny. a comedian. She's a comedian. She's been doing stand-up, and I've seen her a couple times. She actually came out and uh, did a few of our Think shows, opened them up. Very talented girl. So I'm she's coming she's next week. Yeah, Ashtray. she just won a big comedy award, and she's up for some great roles. So, yeah, you'll have fun with her. I guarantee you. She will be right. All right, everybody. Bye. Talk to you guys later. Everybody have a great Bye. weekend. Bye. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks, Eileen.